Good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with yet another episode of Cinema. So thank you for joining me. I've got a lot of feedback and it seems I've stirred up a lot of interest on my last episode uh, talking about my upcoming book project. Uh, The last episode talked about my plans to create a book, I was uh, offered uh, to create either a documentary of some sort on the history of horror. And I talked about in my last episode that I kind of feel Eli Roth did that. And what more is there really to say? I mean, anything you want to know about the history of horror, you can just pretty much go online and click on it and and figure it out for yourself. Or I've watched uh, Eli Roth's series to date and, and I got to say, I, I think he's done a pretty definitive job and he's bringing on some excellent cast, you know, some, some faces from horror and, and names from horror that, you know, how do you compete with that? What, what can you possibly do that already hasn't been done? And then a few people online, uh, one in particular suggested, you know, you should write a book. Now, of course, being in the visual industry, I'm like, geez, is anybody reading books anymore? But yes, they are. And uh, I really thought from this aspect that uh, I think I could do something here. And so to recap the last episode, I, I came up with the idea of writing a book on personal horror and, and how this genre has affected so many people. The one thing I, I would hear when I go to conventions are the memories, how people will stand there and tell Tony Todd and Kane Hodder and, and so many others about where they were the first time when they saw Friday the 13th and what it meant to them and and now they're bringing their children and they, they pass these memories on because these are more than just movies to some of these people. These are life experiences. And it's not often that you get to tell your hero about how much of an impact they made in their life. Being in the film industry and being in the Hollywood film industry, I've been fortunate to be able to tell uh, some of my favorite people growing up in films how much they meant to me. So it's not something I take for granted. And I think it's something that a lot of people would like to get their story out there. So this episode is pretty much about what you need to do to be part of this book. Now, look, I can't guarantee like if if 10,000 people, which I doubt that would be the number, but let's just say 10,000 people wrote in with their responses. There's no way I can incorporate every single response. And I'm going to give the disclaimer that I can't also print all of them in full. I've got to go through them. That's why there is an editorial process. That's why I have an editor uh, to go through and make sure that the book stays on point, that it's overall entertaining and doesn't get bogged down to the point where it goes off track. So I'm just giving that disclaimer right now. If you submit, it is not a guarantee of inclusion. But what I am also not looking for, and this is the other disclaimer, is I'm not really looking for a review of the film. If we want to find reviews, just go online. There are plenty of fucking review sites, and especially for horror. So we, we really aren't trying, to, or I'm not trying, to compile a list of personal reviews from people. Look, some of these movies that I have on my list, which you can find on Twitter, and I will be also uh, putting in, in the show notes, uh, a lot of these, these things, I mean... They're, they're not great films. They really aren't. And we know that. But by God, some of us love them. 
We love them for the memories that they have, for what they gave us, for how they made us feel or or who we shared them with at the time. And and that's what's really the, the crux of this book, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what I want to get across to people because some of these movies, the, the impact that they had on me, some of them were almost subliminal. And I didn't realize the impact they had on me until later. But I remember so much about them being fun. And I've talked about this many, many times on this podcast. And that is, as I feel one of the, the biggest problem with horror these days, when people ask me that question, what do I think is wrong with horror these days? Uh, my response is, is that a lot of it isn't just really all that fun anymore. I mean, they're not making movies like The Boogans or Chud or Blood Beach. I mean, we've got the asylum and I'm friends with the guys at the asylum. I'm, I'm not smacking them down, but I'm, I'm saying it's a different thing. Because back in the day, we didn't have an asylum. Like some people made these movies, that's the magic of them, that some people made these movies and really thought that they had something good. And then we watch them and we go, oh, no, no, that, that wasn't so good. But by God, it was a good time. And that's how I feel, for example, of 1979's Prophecy, the giant mutant bear movie with Talia Shire, who spends the entire movie pretty much crying through the whole motion picture. My God, I love that movie. And and believe me, if you watch it, I mean, the special effects are not so special, except for those little baby bears, those little cubs, man, they stood out. And I remember their introduction in the film made a lot of people in the theater go, Ugh, like you could hear them. So that says something right there. But man, did I have fun watching that movie. It was a hot summer of 1979. And I've written about this for Dread Central. And man, I went to go see this thing like two, three times in the theater and had just as much of a good time. And not that I went there alone. I brought other people with me. I, I needed them to see this. And some people got it. And they were like, oh man, that thing was a blast. Or some people just went, I, I don't know why you like that movie. So that's the fun of writing this book. Because man, there's some shit out there. And it's real shit. But it's good shit. It's so bad, it's good shit. And there is a huge difference because they're really not making that kind of stuff anymore. For example, God bless and thank you so much for Mystery Science Theater 3000, which totally got this and jumped on board and made a, I think it's what, 11, 12 seasons of just brilliance. If you want to know how not to make a bad film, I'm telling you, they should create a college class just with Mystery Science Theater and what they call out. And the other one that I'm going to say, which I always give a plug to, is Mr. Plinkett, Red Letter Media's Mr. Plinkett's Reviews. If you really want to know about filmmaking, just watch Mr. Plinkett. He's brilliant. And the, the stuff that comes out, the criticism and the critiques, and most of all, the recommendations and the solutions are just genius. There should be a whole film class with Mr. Plinkett teaching, although I have a feeling he'd go to jail pretty quickly. But back to the book, I want you to write into an email address, and I have it online, cinema85 at gmail.com. That's all you got to write to. And in the subject line, put your name and the title of the movie or the movies you want to give your memories on. And they don't have to be page after page of extrapolation. It can be a couple paragraphs. It could be a couple sentences. 
It doesn't matter. I'm looking for your heartfelt memories of the movie. What did it make you feel? What did it make you do? And in addition to that, this is going to be more than just the movies that I listed because someone came online and said, well, you know, I haven't really seen any of these films, but I remember this one made me feel I might do a special section in the book that allows for those as well, too, because everybody should be able to share their memories. And just because it's not on the official list doesn't mean you don't have a memory. So I'm going to try to work really hard at that. And I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. That's going to make it into the formatting of the book. But I'm looking at this time, it's personal. And of course, I'm invoking Jaws the Revenge. That roaring shark pissed me off so badly when I watched it in theaters for the first time. And yet, it does give me a memory. I've got a huge memory of seeing Jaws 3D in the theater for the very first time. It was an experience. It wasn't just buying your ticket, walking in. And that's the other thing for your memories. I don't want that. I'm not looking for, well, we went to the mall or we went to a movie theater and and I bought a ticket and I bought some popcorn and we laughed a couple times and that's it. Now, I'm looking for what emotions did this bring out? What did the audience do? What was the reaction of the audience? Did, did anybody freak out? Did anyone run out of the theater? Did anyone faint? Did anyone cheer? I mean, watching Gremlins for the first time in theaters, I have so many great stories about that as well, too. And not really from my experience of watching the film, but watching other people watch the movie. The memories that it gave me. Motel Hell not only scared the living fuck out of me, and gave me nightmares, but I remembered hearing people screaming in their cars in the drive-in theater where I saw it. And that is what makes this all fun. Watching Jaws in the theater at eight years old was very different than watching Jaws in 1980 when I was 13 years old in a drive-in. The experience is entirely different. And this can be a fun book, It can really talk about so many of your memories and times that just don't exist anymore. And that's how I found Fright Night. 1985's Fright Night by Tom Holland, to me, is a kind of maudlin, sentimental horror film. Because many people love, oh, it's a great vampire film, and and arguably it resurrected the vampire movie in Hollywood. Without Fright Night, we wouldn't have had Twilight, which, thanks, Tom Holland. However... We also wouldn't have had Buffy the Vampire Slayer and and on and on and on because Fright Night brought back vampires and nobody expected it to. And I've got so many memories about seeing Fright Night that I wrote an article for Dread Central called Fright Night Got Me Laid. And it's more than just that. Watching the film made me feel that Tom Holland was kind of writing a eulogy to a time that was already so quickly slipping away. Peter Vincent represents so much of the vanishing horror movie host. And last week I I brought up Bruce Marcuson's book, Hosted Horror on Television, which talks about a time that that many people, they they just can't relate to any longer. Those those days are gone in the days of of three channels. And if you didn't see it then, you're not going to see it before you could record it. Folks, that's why I think a book is so much better. So it's really, really simple to participate in this book. I want it to be fun. I want it to be so rich with memories. And all you have to do is look at the list because those are the movies that gave me the memories. 
and I want to know what people thought of those. However, I will be creating a special section for movies that maybe you saw, and I probably have seen, but they're not on my list, but maybe something you'd like to add. So we'll do a kind of addendum or an appendix to that. But all you have to do is write a few memories down. Again, it doesn't have to be a book and it doesn't have to be a page. And send it to cinema85 at gmail.com. I will have that address in the show notes. And that's all you got to do. That's really it. Just simply send your memories to me and then we'll get that all set to go. And I can't guarantee when this is going to be published. It's going to take me some time to write it. But it is going forward. And I wouldn't be wasting time on a cinema podcast to do it. But I think it's a great way for me to continue interacting with my fan base and my timeline. And most of all, genuine bona fide horror lovers that also want to share their memories and why they love this genre so much. So please, get ready. Take a look online on my Twitter timeline. I'll be posting my list all over the place uh, and I will have it probably pinned to my Twitter profile. And all you have to do is just revisit this podcast for the requirements. It'll all be in the show notes. So this is Harrison Smith with a quick addendum episode on my book coming up. This time it's personal and hopefully we'll be hearing from you. (laughs) Oh, my God.